Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy. Been with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I always say on every episode, we got a great one for you. We got Stephanie Ryan coming on, and she's doing some great things out there. You know, she's definitely got a great voice, and we believe that she's going to make it out there uh, in this really tough yes. industry. And we'll talk some, about some of that later. Um, but we're looking forward to hearing parts of her story and talking music. So, Stephanie, mm-hmm. are you here? I am here, and I'm happy to be here, and guys. I, and thank you for such a sweet introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve it. Yeah, I yeah. never know what I'm going to say until I say it, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's right. That's like the scariest thing, but the most awesome thing, I think, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, because we've done so many shows, I, you know, I have a base of questions that I ask every artist, but... I never know yeah. where it's going to go. So mm-hmm. what's great about it is every show is different and unique, even though it's got some similarities, but there's a lot of differentness because of the way artists answer. So I love that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it interesting and fun. So like I started in every, every episode in this time frame, um, because of how rough this year has been for people, how are you handling COVID and getting through it? It's always a tough question to answer because mm-hmm. I have been one of the lucky people who, who haven't worried about, you know, where my next meal is coming from or if I'm yeah. going to have a place to live or, you know, where am I going to get my next paycheck? Um, I, I did end up losing my, the couple of jobs that I was working on, but I have an incredibly supportive husband. He has his job. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's been great during this whole time. And, you know, honestly, I've just tried to, find the positive in in all of this yes I've been stuck home um, and not being able to be around family and friends but that's Mm -hmm. led to a lot of new music that I've written Um, I've also I taught myself how to play guitar over the past several months so that that's a very big thing for me Um, and I've Mm -hmm. just I think I've become more more myself in this whole time uh, mm. during COVID and, and, you know, being isolated and, and just having a lot of me time, I guess I would say. Yeah. Yes. Definitely understand that. And, you know, and it's one of make, like you said, mixed emotions. And, you know, when all this first happened, when we, we launched this show in January and I'll be honest, our original plan was 80 to a hundred interviews. That was the plan. And that even that plan would be a good plan if you, you know, cause not many people can say they've done a mm-hmm. hundred interviews in a year. And so I thought that was a really good number. And um, then COVID happens, and I realize a lot of artists have dates available that normally wouldn't have dates available. And I'm like, you know, they mm-hmm. need a place to talk. So I, I, I was like, you know what? I told Sandy, this could be our year to shine. You know, so instead of the goal, we just need to step it up and just run like we've never ran before. And because of mm-hmm. that, you are on our 193rd interview. Yes. 193. <laughs> you're almost 100 above what you thought that you were going to do. Yeah. And, you know, yes, the year is only a little half over. I mean, you have, you have so much more time. Now the goal is 300. So. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, really? I was going to say Working on 300 now. <laughs> 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 yeah, we've been averaging one to two um, interviews every day, six days a week. So yes. we try to take Sundays right. every now and then. 
an artist we can't squeeze in there, and but they can take a Sunday, we'll do. But in most cases, we take Sunday yeah. off. So we try. So we normally do one, one or two interviews a day. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You guys have been really using this time to your benefit, which is amazing. So congrats. Well, we want oh, to come out of you. this on the other side saying, you know, like I told Sandy, part of this is if we become like a Bobby Bones show down the road or a Ty Bentley show, you know, two, three, four years down the road, we're going to be able to look back and kind of owe the virus to the, our building or helping us build our foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a horrible thing to have this virus going on and, and have so many people getting sick and, and people dying yeah. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't want to just get sucked into that like black hole of yeah. sadness and negativity. If, if there are yeah. things that can come out of this mm-hmm. that are positive, um, I think that should, you know, be a focus for people and, and try to get them in a, in a more positive mindset too, because we, we have no idea how long this is going to go on. Exactly. And That's we got to do what we can. So mm-hmm. I always like to start a little light before I really dig deep. So um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Hobbies. Um, so I, I love water sports. I don't get the, to do them <laughs> as often as I'd like, um, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm a big slalom skier. I love, love being out on a lake, um, you know, tubing, slalom skiing. I've been trying to wakeboard a little bit, but I'm not the greatest at it. Uh, <laughs> try to embrace the winter that we have up in the Northeast. So I mm-hmm. started snowboarding a couple of years ago, which is really fun. Um, I love to binge watch my favorite shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's always a fun one. Especially now. Huh? I think that's kind of it. I love eating. I love <laughs> food. So uh, constantly trying new things. And I wouldn't say I'm yeah. an adventurous eater. But I do uh-huh. like food, and I constantly eat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Something quirky. Hmm. What is something quirky about me? I don't even know if there is anything quirky about me. Um, I don't know if there's anything quirky about me, to be honest. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think I'm a pretty regular gal. <laughs> um, I guess people people usually say that I'm a lot quieter than they would have expected. So maybe that could be something quirky. Yeah, true. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know when people are on stage as an artist, you think that oh, they got to be this outgoing and they don't they're not yeah. shy. But something that we've learned within the artistry and even within public speakers a lot of people are introverts even though when they get on that stage they can own it Mhm. i think you got to have like one with the other right like if you're yeah. out there being <laughs> able to be in front of so many people mm-hmm. and and really put yourself out there in that way you've got to mm-hmm. have some sort of like inner i need to be in a quiet alone place <laughs> Sometimes, you know, just to offset the, the craziness of being on a stage. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so as we really get started here, um, tell everybody where you're from and kind of a brief overview, kind of your backstory a little bit. 
Sure. Um, so my name is Stephanie Ryan. Everybody who's listening, uh, I'm a singer-songwriter originally from New York uh, State. Usually people think I'm from Manhattan when I say New York, but there's a whole state out there. Um, so I'm, I grew up in New York State. Uh, I currently live in Connecticut. Um, and I travel back and forth to Nashville uh, as much as I can. I haven't been able to do that due to COVID, unfortunately, um, but hoping to be able to travel soon, you know, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started music at a really young age, um, probably when I could talk. I, I would always sing. Oh, well. I grew up singing in church choirs and um, anything that my school would have that involved music, I would be part of. Uh, fast forward past that, I um, started writing my own songs at about 14, and then at 16, I started auditioning for all of the, sh- the singing shows out there. It started with oh, wow. American Idol, and I, when Nashville Star was on, I tried out for that. Um, I also auditioned for The Voice a few times, um, and then after about, I don't know, I guess maybe four or five years of doing that, I, I decided it wasn't really for me anymore, and I, w- I was tired of mm-hmm. doing that. And I wanted to, I wanted to move forward with my my own career. I didn't want to, you yeah. know, hold off and wait, think, hoping that I would get on one of these shows. Um, yeah. So then after that, original co-writer that I've I've worked with for most of the songs that I've put out to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Kevin Titoyan, and I released my self-titled EP in October 2018 and as most people say the rest is history (laughs) and I love that and it's perfect kind of lead into where we're going next because you know one thing Mm -hmm. that we've noticed out there in the music industry is um, fans they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton Miranda and all that but they don't see the grind that it takes to get there not just their level, but even at a career level. They don't, people, a lot of people just do not understand. And I always like, I think that that needs to be talked about more. <clears throat> so every episode, I bring this side up because I think that people don't understand it. So I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us into where I want this to go, and then we'll talk about that side of it. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And I remember, I'll never forget her answer on this question, but I asked her, um, what advice would she give an upcoming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, because at that time they were full-time with music. She said, um, mm-hmm. if you can do anything else besides music and your heart be fulfilled, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because once you, it becomes a career, your life changes. She goes, you no longer own your life. Everything else owns your, a piece of your life. She goes – your friends and relatives will never understand because they invite you to weekends, holidays, weddings, but you have gigs to play. They don't understand you can't just cancel a gig when there's 30 people depending on you being there. You can't just cancel that, mm-hmm. and they never understand that. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice, um, especially if you're married and all that. They have to sacrifice with you even though you're the artist. Then on top of that, you could have a bad day today, horrible day. But if you got a gig tonight, you got to get on that stage and smile like you're the happiest person out there. But then she added, she says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. 
You know, she she touches on a, a couple of points that I, I think are absolutely 100% valid. Um, you know, when you choose to follow a, a career path like music, that is not the traditional, um, you know, job yeah. <laughs> that you would have. Um, I, you have to be, you have to be all in it. And I think you have to be all in, in any mm-hmm. job that you move forward with yeah. in your life, um, any career path, you have to follow your heart. So if, if your heart's not in it, then, you know, I, I kind of say, why bother? <laughs> Yeah. Don't follow. Yeah. It can't be much of a dream if uh, if your heart's not in it. So uh, yeah. I agree a lot with what with what she says. Um, as far as you know, going all in and losing lots of parts of your life, uh, I haven't gotten to that stage yet. I have heard that, but I think that the industry is changing a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and artists have a little bit more say in what they're doing and when they're doing it, how they're doing it. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like that could be a bit of a change as time moves yeah. forward that, you know, as much as we ourselves as artists and our families and friends might have to sacrifice, they might not have to sacrifice as much, you know, as, as time moves forward and we kind of figure out where things are going and, and where they're mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, you know, you're, you could be right there. You know, there, there are, with technology, it's definitely a game changer. You know, but I think with like with any career, there are always going to be sacrifices, though, to a point. And, it, and, and maybe they won't be the same as years ago, but they'll still be there because, again, you know, when, even though the, a lot of artists try to say we're, we don't want to compete with other artists, but the reality is there are 2,000 plus people who want the spot you're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so when there's 2,000 people want your spot, you're competing whether you think you're competing or not. And and mm-hmm. again, you know, if if you have an artist that say, you know, I, I'll gig one time a week, and you got another artist say, I'll gig six times a week, who's going to get the base? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so I think although it's that, yeah, it may be a little less because of technology, but the work ethic will still have to be there. Oh, absolutely. I think with technology, like you said before. Things are changing so quickly with technology, where you know mm-hmm. us as artists aren't aren't able to put on concerts now in person, but we can put on concerts online and still be able to have somewhat of a living and put out our music for people to hear and, and perform it yeah. for them in a different way, um, yeah. which I think has been amazing. And there's so many artists that we don't even know about that are doing so well for themselves just by doing things online. You have those websites like mm-hmm. Patreon and um, Kickstarter and all those sites for people to go on and, and start a career and, you know, have people back it. And, you know, a yeah. lot, I've read a ton about it and um, I, I don't do it myself, but uh, there are a lot of people who are, are going that route and, and doing really well for themselves. And it also um, goes to, what your version of success and your version of a career is um, and what fulfills you in that way. So Mm -hmm. whatever way everybody's doing it, (laughs) if it's fulfilling your heart and it's fulfilling your soul, then that is the right way. And I think the technology thing is actually going to combine, you know, when we do go back to where we have concerts, it probably won't happen until next year. 
Um, but when mm-hmm. we when you do go back to where you play the gigs and all that, I think that the smart artists, this is just my opinion, will do the concert, but they will live stream it on one of those where to have people pay if they want to watch it too, from a, from a mm-hmm. distance. They will combine the smart, two not and be more can powerful. Attend the concert. Exactly, and because a lot of times they're not, you know, they're four or five hours away or ten hours away or across the world. So in this way, because of what technology has done through this crisis, I think it's going to have a whole new front next year to where, like I said, artists, the smart ones, to me, will combine both where they'll still be the physical presence, but they will add the technology in so that they can really make a powerful thing going. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I've noticed it myself just, um, you know, doing live shows prior to COVID happening mm-hmm. and then doing um, live streams on Instagram and Facebook. Audience that you get to reach is so vast in comparison to people being able to make a concert. Um, and I think that that's amazing because there's so many people who haven't heard my music or, or wouldn't have known about my music had it not been for the internet and, and being able to put on these live streams for, for others to share with their friends and, and tune into. So that's been a really rewarding part of it for me. So that, now that we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side, um, <clears throat> what are some moments where you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that? Well, like I said, I started in October 2018 for my music mm-hmm. career, and I've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff so far. But looking back, you know, I, I think originally putting out an EP in, in October 2018, the one that I, I released, that will always be something that I look back on because it had been a dream of mine for so long to put out yeah. original music that was mine and um remembering meeting the people that made that happen for me, that helped, you know, bring my songs to life and, and help start my career. That, that is always mm-hmm. something that I'm going to look back on and just love. And, you know, I, you, I could cry over it because it's just something that I wanted <laughs> for so long and, you know, finally got the opportunity to do it. So that would be one, um, you know, and looking back on, um, shows that I've been a part of that I've, I've opened for people or uh, have sang mm-hmm. backup for people. Um, I got to open for the Felice brothers, Jackson Dean, Jamie McLean, uh, Cole Swindell. I oh, wow. sang backup for Jackson Dean uh, to open one of his shows last year, which was awesome. And I've sang backup for uh, Elliot Lewis, who is part of the legendary band Hall and Oates. Um, so I've, I've got to do a lot of cool, fun stuff like that. And, you know, looking back on those times has, has been really cool as well. And I'm looking forward to looking back on more times coming in the future. (laughs) Most definitely. I love that. And, you know, we got time for a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and play your song nights like these. And then we're going to talk about that. How's that sound? Sounds great. Hang on the line. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast 
hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over. And how, I know you said that was kind of a pivotal song for you, so tell us about that too. 
Yeah. Um, where to begin? Uh, I was down in Virginia during COVID at my grandmother's house. Um, she lives on a lake. That's where we go uh, every year for the summertime. Uh, but I was down there and I, I was writing music. I, I was, um, you know, doing Zoom rights with people and taking a few days off here and there just because, you know, trying to keep a schedule during COVID when you don't have a traditional job is quite difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had been I had been writing a, a little bit, and I had I woke up one morning and I had this idea for nights like these, and you know I was I was reminiscing on that I had before COVID, spending time with family, being with friends, you know, missing being out with others, you know, when the walls are closing in on you, <laughs> when you're by yourself all the time. Um, that's what came to mind. And I, I just wanted, I felt myself needing to, to write something. And yeah. I wrote that song in, that morning. Um, but all the lyrics and the melody I had gotten done. And then mm-hmm. I had not ever uh, played my own chords and figured out chords that went with a song before. And this song is the first song that I actually did that on. Uh, oh, wow. So I was able to write the whole thing, putting the chords to it, the lyrics, the melody, everything. Um, after that, I really wanted to have somebody that I trusted and you know, trust as an artist and as a friend uh, listen to it and give me some advice and feedback on it. And uh, that guy was Scott Kurt. He's one of my great friends and a uh, writer I work with a lot. And he kind of helped me hone in a few things to, to get it to a place where I, I thought it would be great to produce it. And then I sent it down mm-hmm. to Nashville to my friend Brent Rader. He's an amazing producer down there. Um, and because it was a COVID song, uh, COVID-inspired song, I wanted to get it out mm-hmm. ASAP. And he, yeah. God bless him, uh, was able to turn that song around so quickly and uh he sent me a track i sent back vocals for it and i think we got that song completed soup to nuts ready for release in about a week which has been the fastest Mm. i've ever (laughs) had a song ready uh ready for radio so i said uh before when we were chatting that it was a it's a pivotal point in my career um because the sound of it's different it's um the Mm -hmm. first song i have done with a, a different producer um, so it's got a bit of a different sound, and and as I said, I this was a very growing song for me because I yeah. was able to write it all on my own, and um, you know that's a that's a very special for me um, as a writer yeah. and just being able to being able to you know move forward in your career in a in a way that you might not have you know had you not been stuck by yourself all the time <laughs> due to COVID. <laughs> Um, so that, yeah, that song is, uh, is really special to me and, uh, is by far my favorite song so far that I have released. That is awesome. Now, as you know, people, when they see an artist, they see the artist, but they don't see the team of people, whether it's PR people, producers, managers, um, band members really don't matter, but there, there's always Mm -hmm. at least a few people behind that artist. So mm-hmm. I think they don't get enough love. So if you want, I always like to give artists a couple minutes to talk about the team that helps them be who you, who they are. So if you want to take a few minutes to just talk about your team, here's the time. Oh, well, thank you. I And I agree with you. Those people do not get enough credit, and they are not talked about enough. 
<laughs> so here we go. Um, Elliot Lewis from Hall and Oates. He is one of my great friends, and uh, he's a co-writer on, and producer on one of the songs that I released called Travelers, uh, released last year. And he's been an amazing influence on me and my career thus far. Um, Kevin Tatoyan and Randy Funk, co-writer and producer of many of my singles and my first EP. Um, they have been absolutely amazing and have been such pivotal people in, in my career of giving me, helping give me my start um, with music, mm. as well as my original band that I had, which was Kevin, Randy, uh, a guy named Jimmy Johnston, and Tommy Deal. Um, those guys will always have a special place in my heart, and hopefully when we get to be out there performing again, uh, I can use them and we can be doing some live shows for people. <laughs> um, I'd also bring up Scott Lear at B Chord Management for helping guide my career and booking me on a few awesome gigs, helping me network in Nashville when I go down there. Um, he's been an amazing, amazing ally in this whole thing. Um, some friends and co-writers in Nashville that I've worked with that are absolutely amazing. Scott Kurt, Ronnie Chris, Eric Rain, Brian Frazier, and Brian Sutherland. Um, other friends, Vero Fay and Carlos Kitsune from the Noble Kitsunes. Um, they produced my very first music video that I ever released, and that was for the song Whiskey Regret. Oh, wow. Um, that was so much fun to do, and, and they were awesome uh, with the production and everything of it. Um, obviously, family and friends for their love and support um, over the years of me, you know, wanting to pursue music and then actually going for it. And last but not least, my husband for being amazing, uh, my oh. number one fan, so, so, so supportive. He's my photographer, mm-hmm. my videographer, biggest oh, wow. cheerleader of, of anyone. He, he is a big reason for why I'm even able to follow this dream and this mm-hmm. career. So I have to shout him out for being absolutely amazing. Love that. So tell us, you know, and you, you probably have, I'm sure he does this every day, but what is a moment where your husband went above and beyond on something and you're like, wow, he really gets, this is my passion. Tell us that story. When he, I mean, he goes above and beyond. I feel like all the time, um, Mm -hmm. you know, working as hard as he does so that I can follow the stream and really put my all towards it is a a major, major, major big deal for me. Um, He's always got my back with everything. If I need him to read an email or take a picture of me, take a video, you know, help me post things and get them out for the public. uh, He's kind of my go-to for, for all mm-hmm. that stuff. He always kind of knows oh, well. the right things to say. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I always lean on him to help me kind of get past the finish line with a lot of things. And, um, yeah. yeah, he's just, he always goes above and beyond to, you know, help me with my career and make sure that I'm, you know, hopefully doing all the right things <laughs> <laughs> moving forward. And, uh, yeah, he's just, he's all around amazing, amazing support system. Yeah, I definitely know what you're meaning. Meaning, um, Sandy and I, we've been married almost 18 years, and I can't imagine her without this show. So it's called a Kristen Sandy show. Even though right now she's kind of watching Caitlin a little bit, so she's a little less on here than what she normally is. But we mm-hmm. have to we have to balance it out and try to figure out. You know, again, once Caitlin gets a little older, 
it'll be a lot easier. But we're building the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but she stands behind yes, all we, this. And, we try to make it work right now <laughs> on and off with 17 yeah. months old. <laughs> they can and be an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? And when you're when you're married or you're in a committed relationship, you have to have mm-hmm. that give and take and support with it with that other person. And when you find that, it's it's amazing. It's it definitely is. magical when you find that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, because our show is a family affair, and that's kind of what we title it, a family affair. We have an yes. eight-year-old that is kind of like a co-host. You know, a third coach. Yes, so we is. always have him come mm-hmm. on and ask one question to each artist. And when yes. Caitlin gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show because they're our secret weapons. <laughs> so Sandy's going to get <laughs> I him love on. It. I can't wait. <laughs> Caitlin, say some words in the background. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. All right. Here is Christopher with his question Hi, Sandy. What's your favorite food? Hi, Christopher. My favorite food. Hmm. I have so many favorites because I said earlier to your parents that I absolutely love food. (laughs) Um, My favorite, I think I would have to say pizza. Mm. Just some plain pizza, like just regular cheese pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And what's yours, little Chris? A pizza. Yours is pizza too. Yeah, that's amazing. See, now we get, we'll we'll have to go out for pizza. I'll get regular, and you can get your favorite. Yes. <laughs> you would love that. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> and and like I said, you know, we got a 17 month old daughter, and when she gets old enough, she don't yes. know it yet, but she'll be plugged into the show too. Absolutely, you gotta have her on. <laughs> And, you know, again, we're a family affair, and we try to do things a little different. It's funny. Sometimes we're listening to Facebook Lives with people who did do interviews with us, and if they mention our show, they always mention him. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that that would be it, right? Because he, who can deny a sweet child? Yep. And, you know, again – most I think everybody but one person said we've never been asked from an eight-year-old or a little kid on a show before, an inter- interview show. Uh, so yeah, I think one person said that they actually have been on an interview where they did bring their child on, but it might have been a little older. you know. But I think nobody mm-hmm. did, did for this young. <laughs> no, I would have to say the same. I don't think that I have had an interview where an eight-year-old asked me a question. <laughs> And so he loves it, one. you know. <laughs> he, 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 he gets upset. Like there are times where an artist has to leave a little early, and it's a last-minute mm-hmm. thing, so we don't get – we can't get him plugged in there. And he gets upset sometimes when that happens. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Hmm. Dead or alive? Um, I would. Uh, can I say two people? Yeah, sure. Uh, I would say Johnny Cash. That'd be a good one. I would love to write with him because uh, <clears throat> I think we'd get like a really fun, like gritty, 
awesome <laughs> country song. Um, uh-huh. I, I love his music and, and I love his style. And I think that would be a really fun one. Um, I'm going to go to, I pick a man, but I also wanted to pick a woman. Um, Natalie Hemby, I would want to right. write with. Um, and I would write, I would write something probably from the heart with her because her her mm-hmm. style um, is really is really interesting. She's written a ton of songs that I absolutely love, from Casey Musgraves and Miranda Lambert, oh, wow. and, you know, even a few of her own songs that she's put out and. You know, I, I just love her style, and I think you can get, like, a real good tearjerker mm-hmm. out of her. So I think I would choose both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, definitely intrigued with Johnny Cash because their marriage was almost like ours because I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage was really hectic on my wife because of those addictions. So their story always intrigues me. Um because it almost mirrors us a little bit and and how he finally beat all that which is really cool and all that and mm-hmm. and you know and i guess a couple a couple months in our show we actually got to interview Anna Christina Cash who's married to John Carter Cash that was pretty cool oh wow that's very cool <clears throat> so um this past february made the 5 year anniversary that we interviewed um, Kelsey Ballerini, back before everybody knew who she oh, wow. was. And <laughs> yeah. the question I, one of the questions I asked her was, "Where do you want to be in five years?" And I, and I always want to tell a little bit about this story because I want artists to kind of think about a lot can happen in five years. But the answer she gave us to that question was almost is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't pick the more honest answer back then and how she's living now. I mean, it's just almost the same. And mm-hmm. so I always like to tell that story to get artists to really think about it. a lot can happen in five years. You know, you can go mm-hmm. from just making it to all of a sudden to the top in that time. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I always, so I always like to tell that story so people could think, so where do you want to be in five years? In five years, I, I'm hoping to be spending a lot more time down in Nashville. I want to be on tour. Um, in five years, I'd love to be headlining my own tour. Uh, oh, wow. And then over the over the years prior to that, opening for other people and obviously getting mm-hmm. a record label and um, you know moving taking the steps to move my career forward. But the fi- five yeah. year goal would be to be headlining my own tour. That would be awesome. Now, as you look into the future, whether it's five years, ten years down the road, and let's say you are a success, whatever success means to you, you are that. Mm-hmm. If you're if who you are now can meet that person, what would you say to her? I would tell if I was that person five ten years from now. You're saying? No, no. I'm saying right now. If you could meet your future oh. self, what would you say to her? Mm-hmm. See, everybody. I don't know if I'd a, have any cause, advice cause, for her. I'd be like, "What did you do?" <laughs> Because <laughs> you know everybody always say, "What would you, what would you say to your past self?" And we, we take it the mm-hmm. other way to be a little different. Yeah. And I, what would know, I say to my first, yeah. my future self? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely would would ask her what she's doing and what has she done because <laughs> I'd get it done a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if you could talk to your future self and be like, all right, what was the path that you took? What were some things that you would not do again so that you can mm-hmm. learn from them beforehand <laughs> and change it? <laughs> The question, though, if you change it, will it still happen then? You know, that's another one of them double-edged swords. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) you got to weigh the options, but at least you have the knowledge. Exactly. I love that. Um, (laughs) So let's say you had a friend of yours, and let's say you you heard him or her sing, and they got something special. There's definitely something there. And they've played 40, 50 shows so far. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten mm-hmm. on stage, and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd. The crowd's roaring for them, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you, and they say, Stephanie, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, I would say, hi, my name's Stephanie Ryan. We are in the exact same place. <laughs> However... Um, I would just tell them to continue playing shows, being out there as much as possible, Mm -hmm. whether you're playing for 10,000 or you're playing for five, Uh, Mm -hmm. never give up and always follow the path that you want. People will always try to change you, but you should always stay true to yourself and what you want to put out there and and who you want to be. So staying true to yourself and, and following your dream as far as you want to take it. I love that. You're talking about saying true to yourself. That's so important. I remember when we first launched the show, I reached out to a Nashville friend. I asked him for advice on being a host and doing this show. And he kind of gave me advice that I think works great for anybody, and especially anybody that's an artist or a host or whatever. But I remember that he said, I got one piece of advice. Always be and stay authentic. He said, the reason is you could be you could tell every Bobby Bones joke, you could tell every Ty Bentley joke, you could tell whatever host joke you want. And let's say you're even good enough to create a fan base around that facade. He says the problem is the day's gonna come when authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, you'll you'll lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. They're attracted to fake Chris. So if you start out being authentic from the beginning, your show may grow slower, but you'll have the right audience because they love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot I, that. That is an amazing piece of advice. Um, I've, I've taken it myself. When I started my career um, and mm-hmm. when I was writing, I used to write songs that I thought other people wanted to hear. Yeah, And I love those songs that, that I've written. Some of them I've released, and, and they're all great in their own way. But, you know, over the course of COVID and, and just growing into myself as an artist and figuring out who is it that I want to be, who do I want to showcase mm-hmm. to the world as Stephanie Ryan. And, you know, my writing has changed vastly over the last you know, six, eight months. Um, and I'm, I'm writing now more for myself and, and mm-hmm. everything that I'm putting out, you know, from nights like these moving forward is, is mm-hmm. all very much true to my heart and, and my experiences and, and wanting to put out there what I want people to see, which is me, my authentic self. Yeah. 
I love that. <clears throat> so a, as an independent artist, you probably have friends that are also chasing the same crazy dream that you are. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to um, talk about one or two people you know that other people should know. Oh, now you're going to make me choose my friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, hard, ain't it? It, it is hard because there are so, there are so many people that I know, um, you know, that are following their dreams of music. And um, one of them, her name's Sarah Faith, and she she's a newer artist. She just released her mm-hmm. debut single uh, a couple oh, months wow. ago, and she's she's doing all the right things, and she is, has mm-hmm. an amazing personality. She's so bubbly and fun, and mm-hmm. she's got a great voice, a great attitude. She's got a great story as well, um, and I think that influence her style of writing which is great but she mm. she's amazing and she's you know always very supportive of me and I'm very supportive of her so she's definitely one I would say for people to go check out and um, I would also say I've got a couple of friends in New York Carolyn Miller Lauren Davidson Jessica Rose those three girls are the first couple of women that I met in country music um, that are doing it up in the Northeast, like myself. And uh, they're all mm-hmm. amazing in their own way, different styles of country music, which I think is amazing because country has yeah. gotten so big and you, the <laughs> yes, genre is just so wide stretched at the moment um, with different influences. And uh, it's really cool to see, you know, where that's going. So yeah, all those ladies, that I've shouted out are all really cool people to to check out. Um, Love that. And then I've I've got so many more friends that I wanted to talk about, but <laughs> I I love that. <laughs> I know, and 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 probably so, if somebody listens to this that knows you, they're gonna be like, "Hey, you didn't say about me." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get hate phone calls and texts saying like, "Why didn't you mention me?" <laughs> so, as so as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? It's kind of funny that you ask that. You have asked it in this interview, and it's not something that people mm-hmm. normally talk about. It's you know going into the conversation of how hard it is to become an artist and in the. Yeah. the back the backstory of everything it's really easy to you know fast forward and see the amazing things that people have coming out it's it's kind of like social media right you put out there for everybody what you want them to see and nobody really asks questions about the behind the scenes and I think it's amazing that you guys do that because you know it's, it's something nice to share and put it sets you guys apart as doing your own you know blog talk and everything but it's it's also great for us artists to be able to share that side of us because there mm-hmm. there is more than just the pretty picture that you see and that's what we wanted to do when we first started the show because i told sandy i was like how are we going to be different now granted us being a married couple doing a co-host i mean that already sets us apart anyway but i wanted how are is the show going to be different and I, and I remember I've watched a lot of shows and stuff, and I noticed that in most cases, not all cases, but 95% of the cases, the artist got 20 minutes on average. That was seemed like the average, 20, 25 minutes interview. Well, 20, 25 minutes, you, can, you really only have time to talk about music. 
We don't have time to talk about anything else in that short mm-hmm. time. So I was like, you know what? We're going to give artists up around 60 minutes so that we can go in-depth, and that's why our tagline is up close and personal, but so we can go in-depth with them and just talk about whatever comes out because, again, I don't want just the people to just see the glory. I want them to see the story behind the artist too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really important and amazing of you guys to allow us as artists to share not only the good, but sometimes a little bit of the bad that, that comes along with everything and, and our ways that we've found out of it or how we're doing while we're still in it. Um, I think it's yeah. a great opportunity for us to just share so much more. And I can't thank you guys enough for having me and you know, allowing me to share my story. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on. So if you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to yes. you, that would be awesome. Absolutely. Um, everybody can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Those are the two social media outlets I use the most, but Instagram is really where it's at for me. Um, my website has all of my merch, my about me, all of my music, um, little videos and stuff that you can download. Um, you can find my music almost everywhere. Music is streamed or downloadable um, iTunes, Apple Music, you just type in Stephanie Ryan, that's just two N's because most people put one <laughs> uh, and you will find all of my music there and you know, on YouTube I have tons of videos so please you know, reach out and follow me on there as well and you know, I made a boo-boo at the beginning uh, because you know, because your name has two N's I'm thinking okay, it's probably pronounced Ryan <laughs> <laughs> No, it's totally fine. I heard that, and you are only the second person that has ever said that, um, which I think is amazing. <laughs> Most people just write it with one end, um, or they'll say Ryan, but my, my yeah. producer and friend, Randy, who, who did my EP and a, a bunch of singles that I put out, he, he always calls mm-hmm. me Miss Ryan. <laughs> hey, so you, when you, you should it turn it into before, that because I, I like, think that oh. rings a bell. Yeah, that it does. It does. Stephanie Ryan. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like it's got a it ring to in, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we loved having you on the show. We definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Yes, I, I would love to be on again, and I can't thank you guys enough for giving artists like me a platform to chat. Chris and Sandy, thank you so so much. Oh, thank appreciate you for your coming. time today. Yes. And, And we will talk to you later. Yes, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.